In the neglected pit-stained elevators, roach-infested apartments, boxed-in neighborhood I once called home. See, nine out of ten of my friends grew up without real men, so the cycle never ends. Never knew our family trees because apparently black fathers branch out and leave. See, it's in our roots, look at our anger, it's proof. We are the footprints of our forefathers' issues because our ancestors, our ancestors never fought to become free blacks, they simply fought to be free. We've lost touch with the roots of our family trees, our natural identities, and I am tired. Tired of trying to make sense out of life and our communities need change. See, these bills and laws are being passed every day. We've built the walls, but are boxed in like Cassius Clay. Beautiful day, beautiful vibes, the sun's shining from every faucet of the, the spectrum. Got that. This guy's got the natural glow. I need, I need some of what you take you right now, man. A little something, this, something. This, this guy's got that natural glow, man. A little jojoba oil, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? A little castor. You know yeah, yeah. You keep him, <laughs> he looking real healthy right now, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate uh, how, it. Man. How's COVID been treating you? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, despite all that's going on in the world, I right. think it's been a good opportunity for me to really get to know myself, you know? And yeah. I think, I don't know if I would have had another opportunity just basically because, you know, when you're working, when you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly going at it. Yeah. When else do you really have months at a time to pause and reflect and think about where you've been where you are and where you're going so it's been really healthy for me i don't know if i can ever say like i've known myself this much love myself this much you know because i've had this time to cultivate and it's given you that opportunity especially with given like the um using the resources that that we haven't had to you know kind of like do more research use use you know what i mean and it's just find ourselves more, right? Literally, yeah, man. man. No, literally, man. Literally, bro. That's good, man. It's a process, man, but you know. Yeah, and, and being, like I said, there's a lot of things that that we're, you know, we, we're, we're accustomed to, that, but that we can't. So now we have to control the, these things, you know? Totally. Do more, do, do more research, do more. Just, just, you know, man, just manifest, right? Absolutely, you know I mean? man. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you're a guy, you've traveled, like, you know what I mean? From city to city, state to state. <laughs> we got a guy here who's been school to school all over the map, man. You know what I mean? What are we on right now? Are we on like what episode twenty right now, man? <laughs> man, like like I said, man, this this brother here, he's a he's an author. Uh he's he's a spoken word connoisseur. He's a public speaker. He's like, uh, man, uh, author. Uh, should I mention of of the book? I am not my struggles, <laughs> right? Um. Founder of Rise, reaching intelligent souls everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into that in a bit, and I mean, um, spoke at one of the biggest political events. Sorry, the biggest political event of this year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, where he opened for Barack Obama. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, um, he's been all over the world. Like I said, from Hawaii to to, to Africa, where, where you know he was with with Akon, and just like I mean, like. Without further ado, man, I got my brother here with me, Randall Adji, man. Oh, man. Uh, how, how you doing, man? How oh, you man. doing, man? I appreciate because, that, yeah, man. Come on, brother, man. Great to have you, man. And I mean, we're supposed to, we're going to chop it up earlier, but I mean, things like you said happen for a reason. And exactly. I'm glad that we were here. We've allocated the time yes, to, to just have you sit down and properly get a good discussion with mm-hmm. you, man. And yeah, man, just, it's happy to have you here, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here, you yeah, know. Thank I'm you, glad thank to be here. You, I feel like at the end of the day, we got, this is what it's about. It's about right, right, connecting, right. building, yes. and then... And he knows me, we go back too, man. We, we go back. Before the baby, before the reincarnation, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, man, it's good, man. So what, what is RISE? Uh, so as you mentioned, RISE stands for Reaching Intelligent Souls Everywhere. The whole idea was... It's really about creating a space for artists to come and express themselves. And even if you don't consider yourself an artist, it's about... How do you come to a space where you can express what's going on with you, you know? Because all of us go through stuff, you know? But when I was living in the hood, the reason why we were so angry, the reason why we were causing so much trouble is because 
we didn't we, like the only way we express ourselves when we were fighting each other right or when we we're we're yelling or we're in a certain situation and it's funny how it all started like not funny but how it all started was it's almost it's almost 11 years to the day but i was in this little situation where you know i got stabbed got yeah. robbed and i think what happened was you know the guys who did what they did you know the man them were like yo I'm ready. Let's do what we got to do. So I was thinking, I was like, yo, the men are using violence. That's how we, we deal with our problems. Yes. These guys use violence. That's how they're dealing with their problems. Yes. So we're on the same level, but I know my guys, they really needed to express what they're going through. So I just wanted right. to create a platform where we could use poetry, where we can express music and talk about it so it doesn't fester. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, man. And to add on to that, and it's crazy because he's just, this guy's always been ahead of his time. I was going to get into that, like a, like his upbringing and what he comes from and how he's used, you know what I mean, his um, how he's transitioned. But that just like reminds me off the bat from like Boys in the Hood, for example, you know what I mean? Mm. Where you, you know, we see where, where you're able to foresee what the the end result of 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 where a bad situation can go on. I always like to yeah. say it's like prevention is better than cure. Mm -hmm. Our parents always, we would grow up where our parents said, you know what? Don't touch that hot plate or don't do that. This is going to be the outcome. And sometimes you like to play for, with fire, <clears throat> right? But um, I mean, and like RIP <clears throat> the late John Singleton, I mean, it's great how, we, like I said, the perfect story right there where mm -hmm. you, you just know it. And it's like sometimes we have um, temptations or we just, we're, we're just, we have the, we, we came up in a certain way where that's like, it's the norm. Oh, we, it's the norm. That's yeah. what we know. But we got to kind of like shift that, right? Have and to, man. It, it's great like, that you said it because I've seen a lot of people. Um, I've been at the uh, one of your events at the perf the, 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 the um, North York Center for the Performing oh, yeah, Arts, yeah. I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing, sold out. Yeah, and I remember that you had, I, I can't remember his name. I'm not going to just like, but it was, there was a brother there that was like, you know what I mean? Kind of like, like you had a had a, you know a past like where yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. and he and it was it was very touching and i, I just remember how he kind of like you could see it in him you could see the expression you mm -hmm. could see that the john river it, it wasn't john river i know john river but shouts to him too but mm -hmm. there was there was a, a brother you you've had many people come a lot weekend. of guys so a lot of people yeah from, i remember from you were in uh town center by is it the tangerine yeah 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 or tropicana tropicana sorry see i'm wow. associated i'm thinking too much of the juice yeah. saucy <laughs> thinking too much right now but a little saucy getting a little with, it, with that sweet mercy. tooth right now <laughs> tangerine but yeah man i mean it's it's Good to see that you can bring that out of people, man. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's healing. It's 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 great, man. And uh, well, something I should have mentioned too in the in the intro too is that you 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 are also a spiritual leader. That's you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So I see you too, man. It's great that um, you know, uh, you know that you're that you've given people this the, the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of which, what, how would you, how would you, what is spoken word? Mm -hmm. What is spoken word? Well, I mean, spoken word essentially is, uh, it's one of the oldest art forms. And I say that because it's really derived from storytelling. You know, storytelling is you go out there, you live life, you experience life, and then you have a story to share with other people. And so spoken word is more from a creative lens of using, you know, literary devices like double entendres and metaphors to really convey a message, yes. imagery. And I think for me, it's more performative than it is with, with poetry. It's about how you could really take an idea and spark and spark either inspiration or curiosity or just provoke people's thought through this words, guy just you know? this is he, like i said he's just i had a he he gets on to the he answered the question before i was going to ask <laughs> which i was going to ask uh, down the line would you say that spoken word for you 
is more of an art or a music? That's what I was going to ask. That's a really good point. That's a that's a good question because I think when it comes to spoken word, when it first first started in Chicago back in like the early like in the seventies eighties, yes, what was happening is it was kind of connected to blues. So guys were going and they had a rhythm and they had a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And so you'd have like either like a bass guitar in the background or like people would have a little keys or some sax or something in the background that would complement it. Yes, and so yes. spoken word really has a rhythm to it. But it's so when you think about rap, rap is rhythm and poetry, you know? Yes. So if you take away but the rhythm is still within spoken word, but you take away the beat and then you're just you're really left with the words and the cadence right. and the flow of how you you you, right. you share something. Which you know? also leads me into speaking of words and I was going to ask I was going to ask what's the first word that or, or what's the first thought that comes to mind when you think of spoken word but now yeah we'll say we'll keep it as a thought or maybe if it's an image or what do you like what really you know when you wake up and you it's it's you know you got rise going on when you just think about spoken word overall what's the first thing that you you kind of associate it with or that you you know you can that's good resonate question. it with that's a good question i think the first word that comes to mind is alchemy, like this idea of how you, so alchemy is really how you transform rock into gold, you know, this idea mm, that there's mm. a lot of chemists that were able to take something mm. that had not, I guess, something that didn't have a um, value, something that was a va- like didn't have a lot of value. Right. In the lack of value, you're able to take that thing and transform it into something yes. that does have value, you know? Yes. And so... Um, you know, transforming into something golden, something gold at the end of the day. So when I think right. of spoken word, I think it's you take this experience that you went through and it's how do you how do you create gold out of it that offers value to other people from that rock, from that rock, right. from that rocky moment or that rocky place that you experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? So can anyone be a spoken word artist? I think anybody has the opportunity to do so, but it right. takes like any craft. It takes a lot of work, man. You know, it takes a lot of work, a lot right. of energy, a lot of effort to really be able to cultivate. You got to um, be vocal. You got to be. You gotta it be. It takes a lot, man. Right, it takes right. a lot, man. But also at the same time, it's it's. Yes, anybody can be a spoken word artist, but I feel right. like at the same time, there's there's a there's an energy, you know, what yes, I'm saying? there's an yes. energy that really comes with it, that requires not just um, not just putting words to paper or words on page or words to stage. Yes. But it's really how do you really dig. Yes. Dig and dig and dig for that gold so that you it, it's valuable to people. You yes. Know? Yes. That's I guess that's what now, I now. Where say. was your first open mic held? My first open mic was held um, at in Tropicana, Scarborough Town Center. I think it's beautiful that happened in Scarborough Town Center because it's Town Center. You know, that's where right. like and that was the first time you spoke. No, that's or not was the, that first, the first one that you held. Well, the first time that I held, the first one I, I opened up at, the first time I did it was at MT. You know, uh, Mother Teresa yes, back yes, in. Yes. I think this was in 08 yeah, at school or 07 at school yeah, was that yeah. we had a talent show and I shared my poem and people were like, yo, I never knew Randall could perform poetry like that. Wow, you know? wow. So that was my first time back in the, back in the day. And, um, yeah, yeah, man, I was the only You've person You've been running it. with it ever since. Yeah, man, I was the only yeah. person doing it in school and yes, yeah, yes. I just been taking it seriously ever since, Wow, man. wow. That's, that's, yo, that's a wonderful feeling, man, that you could, you could see the reaction mm-hmm. and then take that from what you've, you know, what you've, what you and others have embraced mm-hmm. and literally just like ignite the torch. Totally. That is an amazing feeling. And, totally. you know, I can attest to that in, in, you know, certain senses of coming from the theater background and, mm-hmm. you know, just wanting to like, you know, like put on a platform and give people that, you know what I mean? But it's like, you're, you're, you're literally, you're, you're, you're touching the people, man. And that, that's, it, that's man. wonderful, man. You Thank know, you, so, man. um, what would you say is one of your most notable or like a, like a major accomplishment 
with rides. I, there's there's beyond far many, but like something that you just day to day. That's like your plaque on the wall that you just like you know, you you, you just look look at and you're just you know you're happy about. That's a tough question. I can't lie, man. Done, we've done a lot. We've done a lot. Because um, there's a lot you've done. Yeah. Like solely, but then I mean, yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, this guy with all yeah, the time. That's a but tough I mean, question. But yeah. it's a good question, though. Yes. Um, it could be just one, like anything that you could think of off the top that's that's like stands out to you, where you go back and you're like, like, damn, like that was really like you know, moving. Or, you know. I mean, I can share this because it's still going on right now. But two yes. years ago, we were part of this production. There's two two filmmakers that were from Brazil. Yes. Uh, that came up to Toronto. They came and they studied Rise and they studied about like the phenomenon that it is in terms of young emerging artists. Right. So they actually came. And we had about 36 artists that were involved. Everyone got paid. It was along, so it was in partnership with the Art Gallery of York University. Jeez. And so what we did is, like, along the new, um, the new line from York University to Highway Highway Seven, we partnered Absolutely. with, the, we partnered with the TTC, and then we just took over that new line that they built on the TTC. So that film has traveled the world. It's been to Berlin. It's been to Mexico. It's been to Brazil. It's been to Ireland. Like it's traveled the world. Which Cleveland. I know you've been to many of those places. Yeah, and mentioned. I had, and that was beautiful too, because then I got the opportunity to go to Mexico and share my story. And then you know these are Spanish speaking speaking people that don't know much about Toronto. Yes. Um, and just to think the impact it's had on all those artists, and then. It's funny because just today, what yes. I heard is that film is then being resold um, to be shown again. So those artists are going to get paid again. And for me... Residual. Yeah. Residual. What, what I love personally, what I've been able to do with Rise is, yes, we have the space to open up, yes. but there's, there's, there's just paid opportunities that I work to as a booking agent right. and as an A&R where I get to really help artists to make some money off your craft, but also get better, you know what I'm saying, with your craft. And so yes. yeah. I, I would say that's probably one of the highlights. Uh, there's... I'm no, yeah, that's why I'll say, I'll say that's probably one of the wow, highlights. Wow, though, yeah. Yo, hats yeah. off to you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Hats yeah. off to you, my guy. No, seriously. It's a process, you know. But um, I wanted to now, I wanted to get into a bit of the preparations. Like, what preparations do you take? Mm -hmm. And going back into like the teachings and the training, like before getting into like, you know, stage and, and, and that, like, a lot of spoken word artists like take. Like, I mean, because like I mentioned before, this is, it seems vocal. And I, I mean, like, I, I almost like to like, even with me and what I'm doing, sometimes like you mentioned earlier before, before we're on set, like there's those days when you're just like, yo, I don't want to do this. So you do it. Right. So we have music, mm -hmm. we have like, you, you know, like even let's just say like take Drake, for example, before he gets on stage, you know, you got, it's, it's like wrestling. You're about to yeah. get in the ring. You're like, yo, yeah. come on, your guys are like leading you on. So, so what, um, yeah, I mean like. I mean, uh, a vocalist takes this vocal training. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, okay. like, what are some good preparations that like, I mean, cause at the end of the day, it's, it's within you. You're, you're just, you'll, yeah. you'll talk, right? Well, but, you gotta, you gotta go out and live life. You know, that's not, that's the number one thing as right. an artist. Uh, right. Being an artist is you, you gotta yes. be able to go out and experience and within take risks any art. Yes. and just be able to, to be a student of life. You know, that's the first yeah. thing because in order to create art, in my opinion, you have to like I believe all of us are artists. You yes, know? yes. And what it means to be an artist is to is to create and, and and experience. But to create, you need some sort of experience. So yes, that'd be the first part of it. But if it, we're talking specifically about spoken word, I think what's important is that you understand that vulnerability is not a sign of weakness, but actually a sign of strength. For you yes. to be vulnerable with the paper to open up and share what you've been through, open up and share your experiences. What makes that really so powerful is that it takes bravery and courage to like open up and share that stuff. Then to bring it from page to stage, the preparation from state to stage takes a lot, you know, like even, even preparing for this Obama event, like 
one of the things that you have to do is really um yes you know just you really got to take 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 the opportunity to create a ritual for yourself you know right. and so this ritual that i have for myself before i get on stage is i'll do jumping jacks i'll pray i'll meditate i spend 15 minutes away from other people um, sometimes I rehearse a poem in my head, but what I really do is I take time to understand what is my intention for being here, you know, right. because it's about, it's about the energy you push out. Like yes. I, I can have a poem that, that I can perform. Yeah. 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 It's about, it's about the energy you're pushing out and the energy I always want to push out is about love and transformation and, and empowerment. Like I don't want to, I don't, I don't even like to inspire people no more because right. I've been inspired so many times. And then like the next day I'm like, all right, back to my stuff. But right. I want to empower people. Empowering people is like, how do you take a, how do you take like my, my poetry and plant a seed into someone else's life so right. that it can bear fruit so yes. that they can grow from that. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So that's kind of where I, I, I prep and, 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 and prepare myself to, yeah, yeah, to get no, on stage. No, that's it. And, and it's, um, <clears throat> and like I said, again, and to, to add on to that, even like, uh, uh, mutual brother that we both know, Jason. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. Like I, I've learned from him too is that, um, well, he, he, you know, that he's taught me too a lot on what's going on with like YouTube and social media too. Now is that, um, well, I should say more geared towards YouTube. He helped me with like the changing of like, just like my titles and certain things. A lot of like just education and like how mm -hmm. to and you know, because like they're pushing that for the the newcomers, right? Yeah. So it's like. It, it, that that shows me something right mm. that it's like you you really you know it, it's about educating the people right totally. literally and there's a lot of platforms that are that are doing that more now um in the sense of like you know where they're they're even like in terms of like like advertisement revenue and like what they're pushing right so mm -hmm. it's it's something that's literally um it's i mean and like you said in in, in every aspect whether it's like somebody that's training or uh, like you know like a, a basketball coach or like mm -hmm. in any field you know you gotta, yeah it, it's good to to know that you can you know because yo we only have one life to live right yeah, so man. you gotta you, maximize you can only do this it. for yeah. so long right for so real for real it, it's good to see that like that that aspect of it and, and what you can do for people right mm -hmm. um who is randall adji um he's an optimistic creative articulate intellectual that you know was brought here to experience pain and share share the power of pain you know pain has a lot to teach us in life pain has a lot to offer us in life you know at the end of the day how do you appreciate the positive things in life if you don't go through the negative things in life how do you know what's good if you don't experience bad you know so for me i think i'm just a vessel what i mean by a vessel is i'm here to experience and then share my experiences i'm really good at, at taking in information and then being able to articulate this information in a way that offers value to people but also um I think I'm a real entrepreneur, man. Like I started, I started hustling when I was 12 years old, and I mean hustling like selling chocolates mm -hmm. on the trains, you know. Yeah. And from that, it taught me how to articulate myself and ex and and sell an idea. Yeah. Um, but being an, being an entrepreneur is really about how do you take a problem, right? That's in the world that not only offers value to people, but that that really not only not only just value but helps can transform someone's life you know what i'm saying so that's really yes. my my opinion in, in in that sense you know where do you see spoken word going in the near future um in the near future in the next seven years you because i mean like you, you say it's been around well i should have asked like when did it well you said it started in chicago yeah right? chicago in like the late 60s and i mean 70s. look at chicago right now there's a lot going on a lot like, going on whereas yeah. history repeats itself yeah. but that's how you like kanye and chance came out you know yes kanye and chance started off a spoken word and that's right. how they got to where they are right now but that's when, when you listen to their lyrics yeah. you hear a lot of just like 
bars like you know what i'm saying right, like right. can you look at listen back no to id Kanye. there's even bars. There's a lot of yeah, yeah yeah no id's pretty dope too yeah, yeah yeah um i think kendrick started off with spoken word too right yeah, so it just it just it just you just you just learn how to mess with cadence and learn yeah. with mess with flow so you got a lot of different ways to attack and a beat because you've been able to transpire so many different ways of expressing something with cadence so Right, right. Spoken word is dope. I love, I love the art form, yeah. man. And I, I feel like it'll always be around. It's, it's, it's here to stay. Like you could, and I mean, you, 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 within rap and music, you see how the, it all just like definitely it, it comes back as one, right? Definitely, I mean, um, man. How influential do you think it is for the youth? Right now, I think it's important because the youth uh, are being silenced right. in a number of different ways. You know, the yeah. truth of the matter is, even thinking of COVID, no one's really talking about the youth. And I'll, I'll share this because. I work in the not-for-profit sector yes. with my with my uh, my organization, and when I think about it, you know, youth was really sexy like four years ago because there's a lot of shooting that was going on. Right now, being black is really sexy, right? And then you know, the LGBTQ community right. was really sexy, and so people just kind of move on to fads. And it's not to say those aren't important. You're you're so right. It's not they to say those aren't important. Now. They like become trendy. Yeah, but I don't the like, new norm. Yep. And you you kind of said something earlier, but for me, I think it's about how do we be preventative as opposed to reactionary. How do we go ahead of ahead of time if we know this is what the trends that are happening. Why are we putting money after the shooting in a community? Yes. Why don't we go to the community beforehand, talk yes. to them and say, what's going on yes. to figure out what we can do? So in terms of youth, what I believe we can do for the youth, what the, what, why spoken word is so important is it gives them an opportunity to vocalize what they're seeing, what yes. they're experiencing. Because youth, when they're young, they're vital. They have the energy to talk about certain yeah. things. That they're we also don't vulnerable. See. Too. Yeah, they're very vulnerable. Well, yeah. depends on depends on who we're talking about. They're, mm -hmm. But they're willing to be vulnerable if they're given that safe space to do so. Right, right. As you were in the story that you mentioned when you were first, you had the the, the choice to to go the other side of the fork of the road Precisely. with the mandem or create something. Precisely, where you could man. have probably not even been here. Precisely, right? and brother. I feel that also what it does because I was into a bit of poetry when I was like I said um back in my theater days and whatnot. I um sorry prior to that mm -hmm. when I was growing up in in the West End, I was like it made me feel good that it was like because like I would see people like. Um, uh, hats off to 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 um, I, you know I was I was gonna I was gonna gonna mention his name down the line, but I'll just put it out there. I was gonna ask you who would you say are a few of the 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 top guys in the city that have done it? Dwayne Morgan, Dwayne right? Morgan, like, yeah, they, you know sure. off the rip. I remember growing up and looking at him, and I was like, man, just like you know people that our parents would would uh, you know, our black leaders in our community that they would they would they would show us that are good examples like Pinball mm -hmm. Clemens, and I remember just seeing. Mm -hmm. The effect Dwayne Morgan had on people and how like Swifty was almost like it was it's just bars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, um, yeah, yeah, Dwayne's dope. I saw how people reacted, um, and how just like especially was smooth, brother. You know what I mean? And yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, man, I'm I'm very vocal. I can, I can yeah, try man. it too. You know what I mean? I gotta yeah, yeah. I gotta like you know, young sauce baby. So I, I always um, and then like I said. Uh, going to Eliya Middle School in the West End, mm -hmm. we're very, very, very troubled environment. We have like just you're in the heart of like you're, you're Finch. You got Driftwood. You got Grand Ravine. You got mm -hmm. so I went to school with the you, you name it, man. You know, and um, even um, not too far from us, our school that we would compete with was uh, the principal was was PK Subban's Subban's father. Okay, right? okay. So okay. I mean, um, yeah, man, just like and I said um at that time my uh my middle school teacher said, yo, I think you should like, you know, you do pretty excel well in English because mm -hmm. we all had like the homeroom teachers and she mm -hmm. specialized like in, in uni, she was an English major, right? Mm -hmm. So 
she gave me the letter of recommendation to mm-hmm. go to the Claude Watson School for the Arts, right? Oh, and dope. That okay. started just from me being, like I said, just I was into the poetry a lot. Yeah, and then yeah. I took that into like the acting and all. Gotcha. And like I said, yeah, so man. it all connects mm. to like what you said mm. with the youth, back to mm-hmm. the youth, is it just gives them, brings something out of them, gives them something to feel good about. Exactly. And, you know, try it. And a lot of people are, some people aren't vocal, but I mean, um, it, it's a stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like you said, it's when you look at trends and stuff, a lot of people, you have social media, which is one click of the phone, right? Yeah. But I mean, like a lot of people, you know, or, or youth, I should say, you know, in the black community, there's basketball, there's rap, mm-hmm. there's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they in, in their own senses are different ways, whether they're an artist or painter, you're, they want that stage. They want yeah. to be able to be like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like I actually did this. Like I, yeah. I, I put this out there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. within different art forms so i feel yeah, that's, that's it's very important right yeah back to being black mm-hmm. how much of a role do you feel that being black play, plays in economics well i mean when you think about just about every industry yeah we are you know if we're talking entertainment industry we're talking the sports industry we're talking entrepreneurial like we're 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 a target market because we are very popular like we're popular in terms of the influence we have and so yeah. i think what's really sad is that we're, we're often left out on tables but we're we're the item or the product being discussed so i think i think what's really important is for us to understand like economics is one of those things that there's trends in economics too so we kind of have to learn how to be ahead of the curve because people are use, utilizing our experiences, even with what's going on right now. You know, people right. are finding ways to make money off of black death, you know. <laughs> um, and so we have to you be got able the to NBA putting Black Lives Matter now on the court because, they you know, like big, 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 huge corporations now, like, you know, realizing that, like you said, it's 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 okay to them the, the norm let's mm-hmm. go you know what i mean yeah. i feel like that yeah 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 you know starbucks telling their employees no you can't wear something that has black lives matter on mm-hmm. it for whatever reason they feel that that can you know like um is not good for their business but then like allowing it after like okay you, you know what okay we're good now you totally. know so it's it's a lot of you see corporations like you said um bringing this back into in, into you know what i mean in, into the picture where it's just like it's not treated as how it should have been. And, you know, I like I feel like in a sense that it's indirectly taken as a joke. That's mm-hmm. like that might be harsh mm-hmm. for me to say, but it's, yeah. it's been something that's been ongoing for a while. You know, what yeah, I it's mean? not it's not a new thing. Not at all. Yeah. Right. So um, have you would you say that it affected you in any sense? Like a lot of the, the you know, the ongoing incidents that have happened as of late. Or well, it's not new, right? It's not. It's right. not a new thing, to be honest with you. Right. I'm. I'm glad. So it hasn't really affected me in that way. But yeah. the way it's affected me is how seeing how it's impacted my friends and my yeah. my family. And I mean the the recent incidents. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's how it's affected my friends and my family. I think definitely on that in that perspective, for sure, can take an effect on you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just but what's actually been happening is not new. You know, we've been seeing yes. this happening for a, a long time. You know, we can go back to the Rodney King riots. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We can take it all the way back then. Like, black men, black women being murdered is not anything new. It's just now, finally, it's we because of social media, it's easier to yes. actually pervade. It's easier to, to it's a spread the message. Effect. Yes. And so I think in addition to that, um, what what I, I will say is positive that we're having this conversation yes. you know, on a larger scale where a lot more people are able to really have this conversation about 
what's happening mm -hmm. and it's not just our community although we need to take we need to control the narrative and ensure that there's right. other people who are allies to be able to support but we need to control the narrative yes to ensure that it's it's not being uh like it's not being misused or yes. conskewed in any way so that people feel like they know how to speak on our behalf right like for example i came from the uh the, the barbers earlier today and um just we were just um my barber which is a good homie longtime friend and i were uh looking at cp24 and the lady that was talking about um the the ball season coming up we we're just like yo why is she talking you know what about a man like Akil or somebody that knows <laughs> the sport? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so, you know, in the same sense is that, yeah, we have to be the spokesperson. Totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. We got to yeah. control that narrative, man. Speaking of like history repeating itself, mm -hmm. growing up in a, you know, rough neighborhood, do you see, do you, do you notice a lot of the, the same trends with police brutality as you did then? Cause I mean, you, you would see stuff where you'd be like, yo, like why are you guys doing that for? Like, what, what is like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you, it's a lot of the same trends. You, you, you could probably attest to that, yeah, right? Very that similar. Like, like you said, nothing has really changed, but it's... Nah, not much has changed. It's just now we have we have more social media to show what's really going on, right. you know? Because people are using their cameras, yeah, people are using their cameras for the wrong reasons too sometimes, yeah, not exactly. doing anything. And now they want to implement body cameras. Totally. Right, into the officers and yeah. whatnot, right? But I, I think, I think in terms of what's going on, what's happened in the hood, it's, like I said, it's not new in a sense. Um, definitely social media is playing playing a difference. Yes. But I feel like even bigger than that is more people are learning their rights, though. So I'm happy yes. to see that happening because of what's going on right now. Yes. More people are learning their rights in terms of how to essentially approach, you know, how to talk to how to talk to officers. I've been seeing a lot of videos on social media where people are cognizant of their rights. And so officers don't parade them officers don't take advantage of their ignorance and so right. once you're ignorant and, and especially in the hood a lot of us don't know we just don't know what we don't know and ignorance isn't so a bad true. thing yeah. ignorance doesn't mean it's a bad thing but we weren't taught how to learn right. we weren't taught how to learn to navigate those conversations with the police officer so we ran right. or we you know tried to fight back or we tried to resist retaliate, yeah. uh, retaliate in different ways and i think you know now it's good to see that more youth are learning their rights or willing to learn their rights because, you know, when you see somebody have their, their, their you know, a knee put to their throat for yeah. eight minutes and for, I think 46 seconds, yeah. uh, you definitely want to know how to navigate that before it even gets right. to that. It's like know? we're such a statistic, but how do we not become a statistic? <clears throat> for sure. Speaking of the police, um, what do you feel about, what's your thoughts on like, um, you think with, with Chief Saunders, resigning do you think that this will this like what do you think that does like do you think that i mean changes anything nah. do you think the profiling will increase or decrease i think at the end of the day um chief saunders i don't know i i don't know the guy so i'm not speaking off of mm -hmm. um knowledge of mm -hmm. him but i think he played a position played a role he came into uh office yes. at a very interesting time in in toronto history yes um, but I think, True. I think there's not to say he is, but I think the city has a good way of putting people in positions that can be puppets. Right. right. Uh, you know, so he, his hands were, t I, I, I can say his hands were tied because mm -hmm. he, ha he, he can make decisions, mm -hmm. but the decisions always have a board and always have political figures that are essentially ensuring that certain things happen. Yes. So what he may or may not have wanted to do 
could not have happened unless the board, unless political figures were able to say something. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't even really like to talk too much politics, but yeah. I don't think it really changes anything because it's not to say like the the death of because there's a black police chief. It didn't change the fact that a lot of black youth and a lot of black people were arrested. Exactly. And, you know, it, it didn't. It doesn't change that. It didn't change. Right, it. And, right. it, and, yeah. and I think some people thought that it yeah. would. You can't just point the finger at him. <laughs> you can't just point the that. finger at him and, and no. say that. But and I feel like for him too, in, in in the unprecedented times, like for him, it was a lot on him too, right? Yeah, definitely. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot at him. And what you can't expect one person to do it all, right? It, of course, right? Yeah. It's like um, my uncle told me back home in Barbados, you can't, you can't, sorry, you can't please a whole nation. No, right? you can't, man. He's telling me just a, a story, a funny story, and. And he like you know he, he that really stood out to me, right? Mm-hmm. Just about him being at work and you know being like the foreman on site and just everybody like kind of like there was a lot on him at the time where mm-hmm. he basically said they he had his he was responsible for for all the keys you know the big ring with all the keys and yeah. he controlled everything. But then yeah. like on lunch break they took his keys from him. You know they like a few people were kind of like you know like bad mining him and, and it's mm-hmm. like okay now we got the key so now imagine that like that's everything there in your hand yeah. you know and you know that came with, with with a bit of you know envy and just like this like I said in comparison to Saunders there's a lot on you there's a lot of weight on your shoulders so you can't please the whole nation right yeah um, what do you believe is the solution to police brutality I know you mentioned like the community it's a lot within the community right it starts, yeah. it starts there right I mean, tough question again, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna speak on it, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, like no. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's there's, it's so there's so much, right. there's so many layers, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's so many layers in terms of uh, uh, not just racism, but just like discrimination, not just discrimination, but just there's a lot of there's a lot of money being made to put black people in jail, right? right. So there's a lot of private prisons that have been. Yeah. Built in the last five years, so I can't even speak to that because it's 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 it's, it's so complex. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, very complex. Um, <clears throat> to get into the art form and now like hip hop, do you believe like hip hop can play a big role or inf- influence in, in in terms of for you know, sure the gang activity? Yeah, and, man. Like Lil yeah. Baby, Lil Baby put out a song about a month yep. ago. You know yep. what I'm saying? And you yes. can, and you see like it's bigger than black and white. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. And and so and that song's dope. That's yeah. a great song. Yeah, so great. I just it's feel very like. Great. You know, it's great to see him go out there without the jewelry and just be him and give you the same type yeah. of energy and just let you know, like, yo, it's, yeah. it's bigger than black and white. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it's, um, it's more so this perspective of understanding that music has always been a tool to influence, you know, um, especially hip hop. Hip hop, from the very essence of hip hop, was talking about the struggle because when you think about hip hop, hip hop was created from, public from enemy nothing. Yeah, yes, like yes. you had nothing, but from nothing you created something out of it. Yes. And so this is what our lives are. Our, li- our lives growing up in the hood is we didn't have anything, but we made something out of nothing. Yes, yes. And so what I feel like- um, Like the rock you sh- mentioned earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we're alchemists by nature. Black, yo, black, like honestly, African, Caribbean, melanated people in yes. general are, are resilient, like transformative people just because of what we've overcome, what we've seen and how we're treated and how we're over to, able to overcome it. So I feel like at the essence of hip hop, it is about change and talking about what's going on in the world. It's political, like it's always been political, but political has turned into economic mm-hmm. and the economics, when you look at the, the big execs in the music industry, they don't look like us but we're the ones who are making the money. We're the ones who are the brands. We're the ones who are out there, you know, um, building building these companies at the end of the day. So I just feel like with what Lil Baby and some of the other artists are doing right now, I hope to see a shift 
and I hope that shift stays for as long, like just stays. Yes, yes. Like you can still make that music, but yes. we still got to talk about what's going on because what happened to George Floyd is not. It's not gonna be. The, it's not the first, and it's not gonna be the last. Your your thoughts or your take on the gentrification in in the in the communities? Um, yo, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, I grew up at Markham and Ellesmere for yes. about twelve years. I lived right by very multicultural. Uh, very multicultural. I lived right by the 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 Max. Right behind the Max, they had and these look buildings at that there. Now, man, and from so, when the Red Lobster was around, fam. From, bro, and it's it's yeah, crazy. So here we a, go again. I got saucy. Got yeah, the, man. saucy. Got. Here, yeah, man. here we go comparing it to food. Yeah, sauce. man. Yeah, so just fair. to just to see yeah. what's happening with it is like you're recognizing that Scarborough, especially here in Scarborough, yes. you know, Scarborough is being seen as a space now where people want to move into because what they're doing and in any community, you know, they yeah, see sure. violence. They say, let's get these people out. So yeah. I got kicked out. We got kicked my family and everyone that lived in the building got kicked out and they, they built these condos, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I just think gentrification to me is, is very violent in and of itself. I understand the, the notion of trying to make a community better, yeah. but I think it's violent because often what's happening is people aren't getting paid what they deserve to be paid to move out. Right. Um, you know, you don't own the property, but, at the same time, I think people should be getting more money to move out. Right. And if not that, I think it's just economics, man. It's not about the people anymore. You know what I'm saying? At the yeah. root of it, I think it's about how do we treat people. Um, and I think it's more about money than, than that. Right. Do you believe there should be more black eccentric schools to improve the, the economics of, of, of the economic scores of the black youth? Um, yes and no. And I say yes and I say yes because I think it's important for those who want to go to those schools mm -hmm. that that opportunity exists. Mm -hmm. But I say no because at the end of the day, the TDSB and the school board is still very vast. So if we're all moving to these schools mm -hmm. and some some students who some, you know, some black students who are in the TDSB are then being deprived of it to say, go to that school if you want to learn that. We just have to make sure like black economics and black education is spread across the board so that. Although if we choose to, to create our own, that at the root of the TDSB, that it's still happening there because we still have teachers that are black. We still have t students that are black that are still going to be in the TDSB, whether we create more black, uh, black, you know, black, black economic schools or black schools for empowerment, you know? Yes, yes. So that's my thoughts on it, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it goes back to like a lot within this, this the community. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. More, more programs, more... You know what I mean? Just more reach within the community. You know what I mean, yeah. like you're a person that you've you've seen a lot within like grants and just like you know what I mean. Just like mm -hmm. you gotta, you, there's a lot that like, and I mean, it comes from families, it comes yeah, from man. home, yeah, your man. upbringing. There's a lot that plays plays a part into it. Big right? time, like big somebody time, that's like, you know, in, in a community where it's like, let's just say you you took. Well, I don't want to get into religion, but like you like you 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 grew up in 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 an environment where you're you know, like I said, I think I mentioned earlier. You know, the end goal is not to become a product of our environment, right? Mm -hmm. You have people that are placed in housing, and it's like, then, you know, you want to grow out of that and eventually know that you can, within certain income, I can start a family, get out of here, and you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, man. It's, it's what we see and, and what we put in front of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, how much do you believe the, the media, right, uh, controls the narrative of the possession of black stereotypes? The perception uh, big of time, man. You know, like, even when you look at, like, movies, especially yes. in movies, you know? 
when you see a black a black person who has a role yes the roles are very stereotypical of yes. what of what white yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know white culture thinks of us and and, yeah. and who's consuming it you know yeah so I feel like uh, you know Saul Williams said something you know and essentially what he was saying was that uh, we have to be mindful of our diet. Our diet isn't just the food we put in our body, but it's the media that we're taking in, the music that we're listening to. Yeah. It's a lot of it. And so even in music, when so I think about real. it, you yeah. know, especially when you think about it in music, mm -hmm. uh, the challenge with music, I feel, is that um, there's a certain kind of music being pushed mm -hmm. to the black community that's a bit stereotypical of what blackness yes. is. But when blackness is very, vi very diverse, um, it's in acting. It's in just many different forms. There's a lot of people that are, are, are black or African, Caribbean that are doing really, really well, you know? They're really excelling. But unfortunately, there's only a certain stereotype that's being pushed out there. And I think even to compare to the news, you'll see a man, you'll see a, ma a man's mugshot on the news for something bad he did yeah. before you see a man who actually right. won an award for, for what he did for what in he did in the community, you know? So and that's, crazy. That's really messed up to me. Yeah. If Randall could teleport to one place to see a live performance, one city somewhere in the world right now, where would it where would it be? If I could teleport, being with the travel restrictions, you know, to see a performance. Yeah, somebody live that you you know. Um, man, I've been to okay. One of my favorite places I've ever been was Hilo in Hawaii, right? And I love Hilo mainly because the we were there during an active volcano too. Yes. So the volcano was oh, wow. active. We were like on this black sand beach, you know, so the, the, the sand is black because of the volcano, like the volcanic, yeah. volcanic ash. I'd love to see a performance on the beach because it's something really spiritual about Hilo. The people are very spiritual. Yes. Um, and, and if I could teleport, I'd go to Hilo because it's also the biggest island in Hawaii. Right. Um, it's spiritual. It's grounding. It's tropical. So like it'll rain for like 20 minutes uh, in the morning. Then it's hot and it might rain a little bit. But when you see like even you can walk on the street and pick up star fruit. You can pick up like avocado, guava, certain things, you know? Yeah. So just for people to get reconnected to the land, you yes, know, we need to yes. get reconnected to the land, to the earth, yes. because what we're doing is we're really, we're so detached from our roots. Yes. And so if you think about it, if we can't even grow our own food, our own fruits, then if something happened to the grocery stores, then what would we do? You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. So I know, I know you talked about performance, but I think just to get back to the roots, the yes. essence of... Yeah who we are as people who are of the land and appreciating of, what we have. It's Earth. like uh Kasta mentioned earlier too. It's like everybody's quick to want to go to the States. And so, but it's like, there's so much within our beautiful Canada that we, that, that, yeah. right. So man, totally, man, last message to the, to the, well, to the youth, what would be your message to the youth? In, you know, in, in the times, in the times of today, yo, your pain has a lot to offer you. You know, pain will be your biggest teacher. Pain is inevitable. It doesn't matter if you're a good person. It doesn't matter if you're a bad person. It doesn't matter if you grew up in the hood. It doesn't matter if you grew up in a rich neighborhood. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you have to understand that you will experience suffering at the end of the day. You're going you're gonna to struggle. You're going to go through some hard times because that's what's like, what life is. But life is trying to prepare you. you know? At the end of the day, if you think about a seed, when you, when you have a seed, in order for a seed to, to fruit, you have to put the seed into a dark place. And when you put a seed into a dark place, eventually it has to crack. And once it cracks, it starts reaching for the light. So we need to find, we need to know darkness in order to find our light yes, at the end yes, of the day. Yes. So when you're going through pain, understand that this pain is trying to teach you something. Yes. It's trying to make you a better person, not because you're bad or you did anything wrong, but because you are growing. And in order to grow, we need to be put in the darkness. Yes. And the other thing is, especially with COVID, is you have to learn how to be 
comfortable with uncertainty you yes. know the only thing being uncomfortable comfortable being uncomfortable uncertainty is the only thing that we're guaranteed change is the only thing that's really guaranteed so get comfortable with uncertainty get comfortable with not knowing what's happening that the expectations you had will not be fulfilled or that if they don't if they're not fulfilled it's often because the universe or god is trying to prepare you for something better yeah. and the last thing i'll share is many of us look to our ancestors you know our grandparents our great-grandparents um, our ancestors from 400 years ago who made it over to the transatlantic slave trade and we we celebrate them for what they've done or we look to them and we think about how hard they worked but the most important thing to think about is yo one day you too are going to be someone's ancestor and 400 yes, years from yes, now yes. you know 400 years from now what are they going to think of you what is your life going to mean you know the day you're born on your tombstone and the day you die on your tombstone don't even matter it's about that dash that dash yes. is going to symbolize what you stood for, what you represent. And your dash is every day. Your dash is how you treat people. Your dash is how you spread love, how you use your gifts and talents to make this world a better place. So make sure every day that that dash that you're building, because tomorrow Counts. could be the last day. If tomorrow could you be your last day, what would you do today to ensure that your dash meant something, that you leave a legacy yes. behind? Yes. So that's what I would say. I'll end it off with this, a bit of irony. I was just in the gym. I've recently started my boxing my training, I was in there the other day and I was beat the first day I went in, brother was looking at me, I was on the ground and I was just like, yo, like I was like hurt, like I'm feeling, but I, I just I just had to break this barrier and the, the brother looked at me, he goes, yo man, get up, get up, pain is temporary. That's what he said to me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and I believe, I like to add on to what Randall said, we, we gotta we gotta manifest, right? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. being that it's temporary, right, mm -hmm. you gotta, like we said, we're only here once, you know, you gotta, you make, you gotta make it last. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that goes back to the dash in between. Yeah, make man. it count. You know, overcome those barriers. You know what totally, I mean? Totally, man. My brother, bro. Mm -hmm. Yo, trust me. Exactly. Yeah, so so we can't just... Don't live in the past. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. Yo, much, much love and respect. Nah, man. Uh, another thing, too, even that word, don't be afraid to tell people I love you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. Straight. And, uh, like, Straight, man. Yo, like, great to have people like you, man. Just, like, mm -hmm. the surrounding, the energy. And, and, that, and, and knowing what you what you can instill. And you know what I mean? And, and, and pass that torch on. Totally. Can, you know, do the same, man. I appreciate that, Bro, man. It's good like to I be said, here. Again, I love you, brother. Love you I too, man. I thank you very much, you know, for coming yes, on yes. my platform. I believe we're on <laughs> 1920. We don't keep count, man. Sauce have mercy. <laughs>